Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. This conversation with Connor Clark, who is a fitness coach, trainer, entrepreneur, soon to be God podcaster, <laughs> was really an eye-opener for me because I recognized in the course of the conversation that there's a practice called fitness, our own practice of becoming and staying fit, which bolsters every other practice we may love to be doing. Stronger, the more balanced, and all the other things that happen when we are in our regular fitness regime and if possible at a gym like the gym that he and his brothers have uh, opened and developed life could go a lot better for me <laughs> as i'm looking at my 80th year coming up and anyone else who's listening so a lot to be learned in the conversation with someone who not only gets people to a point where they are feeling a lot better about their overall health and well-being, but is a constant learner at the same time. Folks, there are probably more ways of expressing oneself in practice than we could ever count. One of them, which I admire, is being fit. Fitness itself is a practice. The individual has things to learn, things to do, and results to achieve, uh, hopefully on a progressive basis. And in that practice, there's a whole profession of people who help us be fit. And Connor Clark Fitness here in Connecticut is just such a place. But I've met him a couple of times through my friendships with the folks in Purpose Practice and the Fathom uh, SIP conversations. And I know that Connor takes his fitness training to a, a different place in a higher level. Is that so, Connor? And welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, and it's a, I'll take the compliment. Uh, that's uh, something that I, I try to live up to every day. Do you agree that there's uh, levels of fitness that you can yourself and help others achieve that are perhaps beyond what us ordinary folks imagine? Absolutely. Um, you know, I think in today's in today's age, uh, you know, fitness, there's a lot of different uh, images and thoughts that come to mind for people. Um, in my head, fitness comes down to uh, just living a lot, an active lifestyle, whatever activity might be included in your life, mm -hmm. um, but also engaging in activities that uh, are fun, number two, and also uh, help you live a longer, more robust life. Um, so I, I do believe that I, I try to bring and guide my clients towards that peak and it looks different for everybody and the levels there are certainly uh very very deep levels that i've learned through my studies and my practice myself um 
but not everybody needs to go so far so deep it's i like to meet people where they're at and mm-hmm. a lot of times people um will like let you know when they're interested in more and they're like keep talking like keep telling me and you can kind of show them and open up the, the doors and be like oh you didn't know that this was like that and they're like oh my god like that's that's amazing and some people it's just like i just like coming in breaking a sweat having fun you don't have to explain it to me just let's let's do this <laughs> <laughs> when uh in your life did you consolidate your interest in what you've just expressed and be and commit yourself to being in the fitness practice do you remember when that started yeah i uh i first started lifting weights it started for me uh i started doing like bodybuilding training i found a program online from bodybuilding.com with uh, mm-hmm. a guy named chris gethin and i worked out with one of my high school friends my senior year in high school um i graduated went to eastern connecticut and my first year and a half didn't have a major but it might as well have been you know living in the gym <laughs> just working out because that's <laughs> all i did uh, i loved it even then but throughout that year and a half i didn't really decide that like this could be something i could do um, i don't know when that moment was that i clicked and said i'm going to study exercise science but that is what i did and uh it was a very vigorous um you know education uh had a great teacher and that led me to an internship out of college and it you know really just shot me into the uh, fitness industry and it is a, a a very big industry isn't it as far as your job opportunities and career paths you you know uh, here in connecticut we're very fortunate it seems we have some very fine uh clubs and other facilities uh pretty much close to all of us and yet here I am sitting in this chair I'm not well I play golf every morning so but that's something but I have over the years been using some of these facilities uh, to great benefit but I I, but you uh given all of that uh choice that we have have developed something that makes you more distinctive and stand out among the other uh fitness uh coaches uh as that's what i've heard that's why i wanted to talk to you uh what's your uh more special way of uh interacting with people so that we get over our own self-limited behaviors uh definitely um you know i've i really apply so many things that i've learned in my life into my approach for people and i i like to call myself a coach rather than a trainer you know it seems kind of minute but you know I, I the coach really fits my approach um you know what I, what I would do what it makes me different and my my approach different is you know I've I've been where so many people have been that come and see me which is uh a lot of people are in pain you know they're they're dealing with plantar fasciitis and they think it's just uh, I'll just deal with it it's part of my life you know I just wake up in the middle of the night put my feet on the ground and it, and it hurts and people mm-hmm. kind of accept that or they have sleep apnea you know or they have you know shoulder pains they've had injuries something like that so I address injuries a lot and help people move better and feel better in their body and that that ultimately came from my own experience with pain in my body um mm-hmm. it stripped me from being able to work out in the gym hmm. uh, for a long time and 
So it was really my own curiosity and me having to dig myself out of my own ditch that I dug myself into. I had to climb my way out. Um, and it was, it was a, it was a very long journey. Uh, but I learned a great deal. And when people come to me and they say, I want to move better, I want to feel better. I can put myself in their shoes and say, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've been there and now I'm in a much better place. I move better than I've ever uh, moved before. And I feel better. I'm more in touch with my body than ever. And so I share what I've learned and all the movements and practices that I have with my clients. And it's, it, it doesn't strip away the intensity or the fun that people think that something like that might, it's, it's, it's so engaging. I think more than anything, it engages someone in the process. Sounds very, very much of a personal attention that you give to uh, your, your client or absolutely your new friend who wants your help in coaching uh, from a, an economic scale. <laughs> uh if you had 50 people and they're all paying a fee and in the same hour, that's a nice yield and one instruct one person versus uh, 50 people. Yeah. But as you have designed, I assume your business around this kind of personal approach. Yeah. Uh, how do you work the economics of that so that you're not charging more than a physician would for a visit? You know? Yeah. So, you know, I've experienced the, you could call it like large group training. Yeah. Uh, the most that I've really done outside of like a holiday workout, which, you know, you, you kind of let things get a little bit larger than they can. You know, you, you, you take what you get mm -hmm. like in a structured way, um, 25 people. And it's really hard to give people personal attention. Um, it, it, you, you really kind of turn into either a drill half drill instructor, half cheerleader. And I think, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, that's a fun part of the job, believe it or not. Um, but it's, it's, it's very shallow in my eyes, as far as the role of a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, it's, it's very simple to do those things and it's fun, but like, you can ask yourself like, what, what's next, you know? And it might be, well, there's someone over there that needs your help. Can you help them? Mm -hmm. And then the answer becomes like, do you have time to help them? And so you can spread yourself thin with a lot of people. And for that reason, I work with at most eight, my, all the group sessions that I do are capped at eight people. Okay. Um, from working from all the years that I have, I'm comfortable leading eight people together. That's um, a good number. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I like to eye contact and, and, you know, for the one of being one of the eight, they also feel less uh exposed if you will to the large group and probably yes. develop some affinity with each other too if they work out fairly regularly yeah yeah we got a small family of people you know everybody's knows each other's birthdays they you know sometimes go out together i've got people that are you know best of friends uh only from meeting at the gym so it's pretty cool yeah um, so yeah I, I i make it personal um and I, I make sure everybody gets the attention they deserve and they need and, you know, on an economic scale, um, you know, I have different rates for different size of groups. So, you know, if you want, because ultimately it does come down to attention. And so if there's eight people, you get an eighth of the attention. You know, if it's one person, you get all my attention. Yeah. And so it's more or less paying for my attention. And my attention is you have it 
fully zoned in. I'm giving you, I'm making every moment worth your time. You know, I, uh, I said, as we said hello to each other in this conversation, that fitness is a practice under itself. One has a number of things that we can elevate in our lives to the practice level. One of the, if we were elevating fitness into the mix of our most uh, well attended by ourselves uh, daily activities, life all overall and other practices might go a heck of a lot better. Uh, so I know how so many people, including myself, though, who can can't sustain that practice of maintaining fitness. Uh, you know, we have our cycles and then we get busy with other stuff. Oh, my goodness, I haven't even stretched. How do you help people keep the fitness practice up there in their attention, in their time uh, long enough and perhaps forever yeah. uh, to have that feeling that you want them to have and that, and that vitality and all the other good things that go along with it? Yeah, I think it's uh, two things. I think one is meeting them where they're at, you know, like not just giving someone, hey, like, oh, hi, this is my this is my suggestion for you without making an informed, like not getting the information from them. And second is, um, you know, education. I find that when people understand how something helps them and how it helps them stay fit, and it help, helps them keep their heart healthy and how it helps them keep, maintain muscle mass and how having muscle mass, you know, increases, you know, not just like your energy throughout the day, it decreases your body fat percentage and also increases your metabolism, makes you feel, you know, strong. Like you can't take that away from somebody like feeling strong in your body is a huge confidence booster. So when people understand what I you know, provide them and what I suggest they do, I find that that's where they become the most empowered. And that's, that's my, you know, we, we both went through the purpose practice, um, uh, sequence and, you know, part of mine was moving people to seize the power within. And so what that means to me is for me, I'm a facilitator of, I'm just a, a mirror. I'm just a reflection. And I'm, I'm here to give you, like you're doing all the work. You think it's me, but I'm not, it's not me. And so I, I try to tell people that as often as I can, they'll tell me, Oh, I couldn't do it without you, Connor. And I, I always say, Hey, like, that means a lot. Thank you. You know, you're, you know, you're a big part of this too. And you know, that that's a important part to me because I've, I've gone obviously through my own journey of like understanding like the personal power and how I've developed that through fitness, that it's, it's a tool to increase that level of self-empowerment, self-confidence, um, self-belief. Um, so, you know, education is a big part, but to kind of go back a little bit to like the meeting people where they're at, I think that's, you know, the fitness industry is massive in our country. Yeah. Uh, online, millions of dollars are spent every year, and incredible facilities get built and yeah, renovated. And <laughs> renovated. You, you know, you got the sports center at UConn that's like 
like these, you know, that the college kids that are going there now, they're getting spoiled with this like incredible facility. Uh, and I don't say spoiled in, in, a, in a derogatory term. I mean, oh, but where are they going to find anything like it in the real exactly. world? <laughs> they're going to go out and they're going to leave UConn and be like, damn, I remember that. And uh, <laughs> you're going to wait, they're going to have to wait a couple decades to get that everywhere. Maybe. <laughs> um, but it but, certainly I mean, connects to their uh, academic uh, success, I think, to have uh, a way to f- be fit. As you just said earlier, it also has a lot to do with your learning apt- uh, learning ability. If you, if, absolutely. If a kid's not kid, or they're they're not kids, but if they're feeling logy or they have been, you know, maybe having too much beer on a weekend or whatever, um, I know having taught for fifty years that uh, I can't reach that person the same way. Yet when, when my athletes, athletic students would come in, I'd already know that they were pretty well honed <laughs> and from a teaching learning standpoint, better able. And I can probably transfer that notion all the way through people's lives as people are learning challenged all the time, given the changes that we have to experience. So I'm becoming more and more sold on this idea of the fitness practice in our lives. <laughs> it's, uh, it's important. Uh, you know, just man's. So that's, that's one of our do. best mutual friends. And, uh, you know, I know she, she says a lot of good things about me and I'm eternally grateful to her for being such a supporter of me. Um, and so I've been training her for probably like close to six years now. Um, and she's just been amazing to, to work with. And, uh, you know, she's, she's a, she's just a champion in the gym. Like she loves it. She, she understands the the power and the usefulness of it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that she's so thrilled to share it with others. Yeah. And, and I, I would sense that in, in just that she, um, not only obviously an advocate of you and in, in your gym, but uh, she became uh, an independent businesswoman after years in corporate life. Yeah. And a lot of, that means you're a lot of time at home. There are a lot of ups and downs. Uh, you've got, you got a good thing going and then and that goes away and you've got to hustle up something else. So if she weren't committed to a fitness practice of the sort that you coach her in i suspect it would be much tougher for her and she's very successful yeah she's uh she's a great businesswoman very wise and she's the connector uh i could say that without hearing that from everybody i meet that knows her uh i would say that but everybody that i meet that knows her they say the same thing like she's such a great just person for connecting people and um you know as far as the fitness helping her out i know that it gives her a sense of stability Number one, um, like knowing that she has something to look forward to, that's that's like gives people some level of enthusiasm that something's good is right around the corner. You know, you might have a bad day at work, but it's like tomorrow morning I know I get to go into the gym. I'm going to break a sweat. It's going to be with the coach I really like and I'm going to feel great in the morning. Yeah. And so there's some, you know, micro doses of hope every single day of like, some positivities around the corner, something good. That's going to make me feel it's going to be hard work, of course. But at the end, when you walk out of the doors, you feel 10 times better. 
get those what do they call those endorphins endorphins or, yeah yeah well, well there's an awful lot to that notion of being in a position where you want to be able to look forward to something on a regular basis that's that's does give you that uh, really good high norm, uh, good natural high yeah. and uh so i'm reinforcing in my head as we're as we're moving along in this conversation that a fitness practice helps you stay in a goal-oriented frame of mind for other things for example if if you master something that you had a goal in your gym and didn't think you can do it now you can do it now we're in a business situation or a other sport situation and you think i hey if i did it at connor's gym i can I can do it anywhere. So perhaps there is this sort of uh, ripple effect of a positive nature for the work you do. I, I think you nailed it, Dave. Uh, that's actually the first notion for me that got me thinking about my practice statement, the season, the power within. I saw people change dramatically by me having a one-on-one -on -one conversation they got to wait right there sitting in front of them. You know, let's say it's a deadlift, which is can be a little intimidating for people, right? Yeah. But it's it's a deadlift and they're like, you know, we've been training it for weeks, months, right? And they've been going, increasing the weight incrementally, making sure the technique is good, they feel good and everything's going well. And maybe there comes a time where I'm like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna push you a little bit more today. I, I, I think you can do this. And they might turn and look at me and they're like, yeah, they give me that little chin move. They go, they turn their eyes to the side. Yeah. They're, they're just making sure. And Are you me, serious about that? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've done a lot of chin movement in my life, but I, that's, a, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And then what happens? They execute, right? I give them assurance. I, I, that, that position for me as a coach is to reflect to them the confidence yeah. of you can do it. I have belief in you. And then they give that, that comes in, that rises in themselves. I can do this. I'm going to do it. I, I've practiced this many, many, many times. Now I just have to do it very focused. I'm going to be very, very, very concentrated. This is my moment. They do it. It's always going great. And when they're done, they have this look of disbelief. They're coming up high five and everybody, everyone's clapping. For them. <laughs> and it's like, I think that's a moment for people. I really oh, do. Absolutely. Whether, they, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Definitely. I'm watching the clock. I'd love to keep this going for a long time, but I, yeah. I, I do want to get to um, two things. Yeah. One is your business and because you're a businessman and I understand it's with your brother. Yeah, I have uh, I own a business with my brothers. Uh, it's called Lift Performance. It's a sports yeah. performance gym um, and we're located in Sullington, Connecticut. That's great. And so your brothers are have been attracted to do the same, even though they may not have gone to Eastern and begun to exercise science. Do they also have the same philosophy that you do? Yeah, they've they've gone on a you know we've all had our separate paths, um, and along the way we've all been very active. We've always uh, you know, we were active growing up together. We played sports together. Uh, somewhere along the way, you know, a lot of us stopped playing sports. Um, and we always stayed in the gym. We always were active. Um, so that lifestyle was very much known to each of us. 
Um, and there came a point in, in 2020, believe it or not, after the pandemic had hit in, in July, uh, there was an opportunity for us to open up a gym. And wow, that's, that was, uh, that's gutsy. <laughs> yeah. And, and so we, we jumped on it. We, uh, we named it Lift Performance. And, you know, I, I really brought everything I've learned over all the years into this grain of sand moment. And now it's, you know, it's still growing huge, but now there's a lot of grains of sand, you know, it's becoming a matter of substance and in the world. And right. it's, uh, it's been awesome to do it with my brothers. They've, they've learned a lot along the way. They've helped me tremendously along the way. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to whatever comes next for all of us. That was the other question that I, I, uh, wanted to ask, uh, you've, you have achieved a great deal and now you're on a business level. You've also got some achievement going, um, for you, what, what is the next mountain you want to climb? Um, you know, I, I've, I, I want to continue to, to serve people. I want to be able to make an impact and share my, my, my knowledge, share my wisdom, uh, share my experience with people. And I think I could do that best when I'm on the gym floor training people. However, I've been doing that for close to seven years now. And I've been urged from people close to me. I've had feelings myself of being like, maybe there's a stage larger for me where even just my words can have an impact on people. I don't have to have them in the gym where I have to give them physical touch or lead them through a workout. Maybe my words can have a great deal of impact on people. So, you know, I've been thinking about getting into podcasting and, uh, you know, you've certainly uh, had your journey getting into podcasting and I'd love to hear about that some more um, because it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, serious I fun. It's yeah. a great way to reach. You never know how large your audience is. And if you do it, perhaps you would get a much one much greater than I, uh, but my subject and your subject are not unlike each other. I, I look at what people choose to do with the time of their life and how they work at it until it comes out in very observable behavior, whether it's a fitness behavior or a teaching behavior, a golf behavior, <laughs> it's behavior. That's what practice is. And so I get to think about it and talk about it a lot, but I think you have a universal uh, situation to help us address too, because the data's out there saying people are not feeling well overall. There's a lot of stress. The pandemic's left a lot of people emotionally and socially down. And uh, sometimes if they can listen to a nice voice like yours, with a very sincere message, maybe while they're uh, doing other things, which is one of the great things about podcasts, uh, you could really have uh, quite an impact. I appreciate that, Dave. I, I, I've, uh, my birthday was actually October 15th. It wasn't too long ago. And uh, Jess, I, I shared with her that I've been on uh, another podcast. My first podcast this is just my second podcast. Um, but my first podcast was, uh, early October and I just told her about it. And just being Jess, 
you know, I told her like, I like podcasting all this. She went and bought me a microphone. Oh my goodness. So uh, <laughs> she, she's really supporting my idea and really supporting my, you know, that just that spec. She's like, go, 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 go. So yeah. I really appreciate her doing that. Well, the, the, there are a couple of things you can do with the podcast. One of which is, uh, as I am doing now, record them, and then you can create transcripts. There's technology that easily will create transcripts, both in in the conversations you have or when you're if you're just talking solo. Those transcripts, then you can take and go through and do some editing, and now you've got a blog, or you can lift out some some surprising ideas that only come up spontaneously like i will for this podcast and you can create a quote and uh put it out on your web page so the the best podcast that i've studied and and i do is conversational even if you're speaking solo you speak not with a script it's people want to hear like you or and I are speaking right now, mm-hmm. but wow, there's some really cool gems of ideas that, like you called them, seeds of sand or some pieces of sand that you can come out and compose into something unique. Uh, so there's a frontier for you, uh, Colin <laughs> Connor, and uh, you're on your way. You've already started. Uh, in the meantime, keep helping people get better and better and better. Uh, we need a lot more Jess mans out there in the world who are feeling fit and ready, ready to go and tackling these huge challenges that face us every single day. So thank you very, very much for this conversation. Thank you, Dave. This is an absolute pleasure. And uh, I hope we can do this again real soon. Yeah, this we'll have more that you're learning and right. more I want to bring it into the podcast. And I'll be on yours too sometime. I think probably as you know how they say before and after yeah if i'm on your podcast i'll be before because <laughs> <laughs> i'm almost 80 and i'm fairly fit but nowhere near as as <laughs> after would be so thank you again thank you dave thanks for listening to the practice podcast where we discuss practice with a capital p if you'd like to hear more Listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and Apple Podcasts, or go to anactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to anactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, and, and one more thing. How could I forget the book on practice as a way of being is available now in digital form, something that would be new like podcasting to many of us. And it's a a great way of learning more and more about what this podcast presented when Peter Vale and I originated it several years ago. So please come to www.mylibrary, one word, dot world slash practice, and you'll see what I mean. Thank you.